This is Winfrey, and this is our Monday night wild card night. And, you know, part of me, right? August 15th. August 15th? What did I say? August 13th? No, you can say a date. Okay, August 15th, 2022. And, uh, you know, part of me wants to crawl in a hole and disappear right now. And, <laughs> but that's not going to work. And um, as all of you know, Terry Brown has been an integral part of our work for 20 years. And, you know, when, when this all started, they said, I'm supposed to be the front man, which I've done my best to do, a best job of. Um, um, I've been the... Um, the the portal that Terry could do what she does in a safe environment, okay? Because what we do is so outside of the box and, and that creating a transparent relationship with these group souls on the other, other side. Who's making all those clicky noise, guys? Shall I shall I mute the phone lines or you want to keep it open? Uh, you better keep 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 them muted, okay, for for a moment. We might open I'll mute them all of them, okay, later. thank you. Okay. Muted. And you know I have been the front man for Terry <laughs> and the person who formulates questions, who has developed a rapport uh, is probably quite different than anyone else that does channeling because it's not just about information. It's about actually becoming friends with these guys in higher realms. Becoming friends, where you know they're paying attention to you, and you're paying attention to them. Normally, you pay attention to something, but it doesn't pay attention back to you. And then it gives you great information or whatever, but it's, it's not a two-way exchange of energy. And in our case, it's a, an exchange of energy with these two major group souls that have played the part of God in our realm. And it occurred through Terry, Terry Brown. And, you know, it started 20 years ago. But I've known Terry for 20 years prior to that. And um, I met her at some conference. Actually, it was a multi-level marketing meeting that I was thinking of doing. And she was on stage copying tapes of the people who were giving the meeting 
and then selling them after the meeting. And she was also a distributor for that company. It's called Cernatine. And she was making a lot of money, surprisingly amount. Um, and when I was in the meeting, Terry looked at me and I, 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 she had that look of being open to me or, or who is this guy? Like a familiarity. And I remember thinking, this is going to be trouble. <laughs> and, and eventually we connected and she had this unconditional support for everything I would do. She would help me. And, um, and really probably saved my ass more than one time. And, you know, we did a couple of channelings about Terry and, and not only St. Catherine, but her, something about her lineage, lineage in this realm and out of this realm. And it seems as if Terry and I are both really old souls. And we both existed before this realm was created. We existed as pure energy uh, connected to the Elohim and people were disappearing into this realm who were Terry's friends. This is what they said. And they didn't come back. And the people, then Terry was working in the heaven realms and um, the heaven realms are not heaven in the way religion makes it out to be. It's a place where people come who have been in this 3D and kind of got screwed up here, however they do, and went back to the heaven realm as long as they qualified, as long as they had an open heart. They didn't have to be perfect. They weren't perfect. But they, the heaven realm is where they got life reviews and where they got help um, to heal the traumas and whatever else happened to them in their previous 3D incarnation. And Terry, according to our sources, and I think it's true, was one of the angelic beings that was doing life reviews. And she was wondering why people are coming back so screwed up in this realm. And that she and I knew each other at that time. And I was one of the people that disappeared into this realm. And, and that she and I happened to be good friends on the other side. And she particularly missed me 
and came into this realm to find me and to try to help me. She didn't know what she would find. Now, that was a very long time ago. And once she got into this realm, she learned why people get all screwed up because she got screwed up. You know, even when you come from a high realm, you don't remember that once you're here. And I don't think Terry remembered, although she does in this lifetime have memories of some of her major past lives. And she came into this realm and got terribly screwed up. Now, what our sources said, that while she was in this realm, she had one foot in heaven and one foot in this realm. That she never lost some connection with the higher realms. But I don't know how she remembered that consciously. This life, she remembered it, but in past lives, you know, I know a number of her past lives, and uh, I don't think she remembered. But the way it manifested is that she was a space cadet. And she was a space cadet when I met her. Um, it's like she was the most loving, sweet person. But she couldn't remember things. She would lose things. Um, and she was always a champion of the down-and-out person. And no matter what we would do, and we used to do things to try to make money together. The down-and-out person would always take precedent over money, making money, and I would tear my hair out. When we lived together, she could not keep her physical environment organized. No matter how amazing her channelings were, if you looked at her physical environment, you know, something she would put down would stay there for months. And then another thing would get put down. And before you know it, I'm sure some of you have this syndrome. Where you keep putting things on top of each other. And you put them down in visibility so you can find them. But before you know it, you have so many things you put down and so many papers laying on top of each other that you can't find anything anyway. So, it's, it's been difficult for Terry in this realm. And she has the ability to channel. But one of the things I've noticed about channeling, at least in terms of our sources, they, they don't channel on everybody's life. life. I mean, in other words, if somebody has the ability to channel, it doesn't mean that Edgar Casey is going to channel this life or St. Catherine is going to come back and channel. 
because our sources have the ability, the choice, whether they want to talk through someone or not. And they would choose to talk through someone when they see the opportunity for it to be meaningful, not just to do it, you know, as a function. And most people, if they had these kind of sources talking through them, could very likely be tempted to use it in a negative way, to celebrate themselves. Oh my God, I'm talking to the Elohim. Everybody listen to me. I'm special. And I happen not to feel that way. And I have happened to have had past lives, which I learned about, where I had some connection with them. And, and, And particularly with Daphne, and so they knew that I could, they, they, they could suss me out and say, okay, this guy's smart, he's highly motivated. You know, when I wrote The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, uh, I didn't write it to be famous or have a bestseller. I wasn't against that. I wrote it because I thought I had come across some of the most amazing channelings, which Wilcox was doing at that time that I had ever seen. And I knew he was Casey. And when the book came out, he didn't want to be Casey. He just wanted to um, talk about ETs and conspiracy theories. And I understand why he was doing that. Because in, in the Casey readings, they said that he would return in 1998 and maybe a liberator of the world. And David was aware of that, and he thought he needed to get more attention to even come close to being a liberator of the world, and that um, talking about ETs and conspiracy theories was going to get him more followers than being a channel. Now, personally, I think in the long haul, he made a mistake. That's my opinion, because it's not about how many followers you have. It's the integrity of your work. And David, in my opinion and in my observation, many people watched David and didn't see a consistency in his work and the information he was bringing in. Although he was bringing in some information, particularly in his books, that was valuable. But in any case, we have brought through the most incredible information. And I know I sent this email out to our my big list because some of you have not been tracking us. You came in and, you know, it was very interesting at the beginning here. I was going from one girlfriend to another, and I was bringing through some extraordinary channelings. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was still, like, unfolding it. Now I get the feeling of what I'm doing and how it works 
and how it impacts the world. And a number of people who have been regulars on our conference calls have also got that. And they're not my followers. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's on this spiritual path. But their spiritual path has been, I say, speeded up because of the connection with the Elohim and the Ra group. You've learned, you've learned many things, plus they say they're paying attention to everyone on our call. And even if we're not channeling, I know that that is still true. They're on this call energetically right now. And that they pay attention to who they can connect with. They want to connect with people. They want to help you lift your vibration. And that's when I, when I started to understand how that worked. It's why I started doing whole planet healing, which has been extremely successful with a small group of people creating a lot of shift in energy for people and for the planet. And um, Terry was just unconditionally supportive in everything we've done. And for the people that have been coming to our calls. And one of the things, you know, she, she, she just died last night, in the middle of the night. And it was horrible. I had firemen here, I had the police here. Um, we, we had to send her, we had to make a decision to send her somewhere. And she had the request that she wanted to be cremated. So the local mortuary picked her up yesterday and she's being held there. And uh, I'm going to be sending out an email because I have to raise some money for a funeral service and for cremation. It's probably like four grand. And um, if I paid it, it would break our bank, okay? And um, so I hope, so when you see that email, I hope you'll consider donating something because I'm under the gun. I have to do it quickly because she's sitting there in the funeral home right now. And I had a meeting with them today and they're waiting for it, for giving me all the options, okay? And we'll probably do some kind of service at the funeral home and put it on a conference call live when it's happening. But one of the things, the reason I wanted to talk about this particularly, is since Terry died, there are a number of people on our calls who are pretty intuitive, psychic. Some of them become get close to even channeling and um, they've been calling me and telling me, I think Terry came into my space. And I had an experience like that. And it certainly helps to heal my hurt from her loss to see that going on. 
and I, I wanted to have some of the people that are having experiences share them on this call. Because the amazing thing about our work, it's not about the information and the phenomena of talking to these guys. It is that. That's part of it. But beyond that, they make connection with everybody. And, you know, Bonnie said, uh, who's a regular, who is a volunteer on Whole Planet View, and she said, I now understand what people mean about having a personal connection with God. Because when you hear them enough, you make a connection. And, and you, when you ask for something, many people have miracles, okay? So let me see. Hi, are you paying attention? Yes, I am. Hello, hi. Okay. I am. I, wa I want to unmute some people. Not everybody, but I'll tell you who. People that have had some kind of experience with a connection with Terry over the last day. Remember, this is a work in progress. I have no idea what's going to happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to happen and even gets more pronounced. I wouldn't be surprised if someone starts giving us messages through Terry, and if someone else starts channeling the Elohim. I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, you know, when they went from Daphne to Terry, I didn't realize this at first. It was just too crazy. But I realize now that happened, and that channelings, those channelings were happening because they wanted to connect with me. Somehow they knew that I knew how to do this. Even I didn't know how to do it when it started happening. But they knew I had experience. I had done it in past lives. So it's not so strange to me. And when it first started and Daphne was channeling, I used to think that I had a new girlfriend that was extremely talented. And I couldn't imagine it was because of me. And then six months later, when Terry came in, and uh, Daphne didn't want to do it anymore. And she was getting negatively attacked, and Terry came in. My first thought was Terry was jealous, and she wanted to be important to me. But when I realized that it was, in fact, the same source, took me a few weeks, I started to realize that it was me they were tracking. And uh, Terry just happened to have the talent and the ability. And Daphne happened to have the talent and the ability. So on that note, I am going to, let's see, why don't you unmute Joy, please? Unmute who, sorry? Can you unmute Joy? Joy, let me find her. It's all the way Swim. in Washington. Here we go. Hello, Joy. Hi, hi. So, Joy, we were, we were, I was just talking to Joy. She called me 
this afternoon and said uh, she's had these unusual phenomena and, you, and she thinks Terry's in her space. So why don't you share that with the group, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, yesterday morning I woke very close to 4 a.m. and and uh, didn't think that much of it and then realized later that that was uh, around the time that she passed. I mean, that's what I was getting. Um, and then, and then um, I was sitting in a chair the afternoon after I'd found out, and I was... I was sitting in a chair on the, in my backyard thinking of Terry, and a white butterfly flew from the field in front of my house um, across to me in my backyard where I hardly ever see butterflies ever back here because there's really not that much for them to come for. Um, and it, it, came, it, it came right directly to me, and it circled me, and then it went off. And then about a minute or so later, it came back and whooshed right by me. Um, and I was, I checked and I got, um, that that was her. Um, and then later, um, last, this, this morning around 12 AM, um, I heard, I was asleep and I heard this clonk and then this roll, 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 roll sound. And then, um, I couldn't find anything in the house that had fallen. And I was just, I was going back to bed and I thought, wait a minute, I didn't check the behind the shower curtain, which is where many, many friends who've crossed the veil or who wanted to cross the veil have come to me through my shower. And before I went to bed, I, I was in the bathroom and I said, now, Terry, if you want to, if you want to come through my shower, go ahead. <laughs> I'd forgotten that I had said that. And uh, it turns out that what I get is, and you know, somebody who knows better or easier than I do, can confirm or deny it um i got that it was terry and um and she was she was encouraging me to uh keep up what i'm what i'm doing and and then about an hour later at 111 at 111 um clack roll 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 again and i had i had very carefully set my okay i had a bottle of shampoo that i had on the side on a shelf in the shower and it had Fall, quote unquote, fallen off, <laughs> but it had been there like a day and a half since I had used it, and it hadn't fallen off. Um, so I think it got help um, from Terry, and and then I put it very carefully in another little lower place. And at one one one, that's when I that's when it did it again. <laughs> it's just like it was so secure where it was, and it just jumped again. And um, and that time I said, okay, okay, yeah, you have a message for me. Um, is that, yeah, is there something you want me to tell when? And then I get an idea of what it might be. And, and I don't hear a voice or anything like that. I just get this, I get this, I don't know, a knowing. Um, and then I pendulum it to see yes or no, is that true? And, um, I got to tell when that I'm well being taken, I'm, I'm well being taken care of while de- debriefing that I love you, and that I'm grateful for our lives together and the fun we had. And then after my shower today, I was talking with Terry while I was drying off, and 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 as and when I was doing that, my my shower dripped like an emphatic rapid fire 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drops, um, where it normally never drips. I think it's done it like once in the last four years um, with somebody else who was coming through for me. But, but um, uh, that was that was when I was saying, you know, I was thanking her, and I and I and I said, I love you, Terry, and then it went blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's my story so far. <laughs> the shower, wait, the shower went blah blah. Did the shower go blah 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 blah? <laughs> no, no, it went drip 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 drip. <laughs> Seven drips. Okay, okay. It's like drip 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 drip, drip. <laughs> and then it stopped. That was it. Okay. <laughs> and um, thank you for sharing that. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. And hi, tell me. Is Edna or John Siboronsky on the line? I haven't seen either one of those. Mm-hmm. So Edna called me and told me. Well, Edna is one of the more intuitive people on our line. I mean, she does, she's very quiet, soft-spoken, and she believes she helps people when they're crossing over. And... Uh, I think she does. She's very, she's pretty grounded. She has a good job and she's able to function in the world. And um, she said that she saw Terry and they were welcoming her on the other side like she was a hero. She is a hero. I mean, we have accomplished something that they say no one has ever done in the history of this realm, which is making, allowing people to make a transparent connection with these sources and let them come through for everyone without trying to control the narrative. In other words, um, I could have kept these sessions, never do them publicly, and and make it like, in fact, I thought that was the way it was going to be for a while. For quite some time, it was just me and Daphne and me and Terry. And um, the very first time I had another person in the room with Daphne was when I invited Terry to come over. Because this was in 2002, and Daphne had done about, and I had done about maybe eight sessions up to that time. And um, I, I didn't dare do it publicly. I was scared. What if something negative comes through? I don't know what I'm doing. But Terry was open to channeling. In fact, early on, she used to go to somebody's house in Los Angeles who was channeling something that was called the Council of Light. And um, sometimes I would drop her off at that house and pick her up, and she always wanted me to come in. And I didn't want to expose myself to it because I didn't trust channeling. I said, I'm afraid I'll start believing things blindly, and uh, I don't want to do that. But she came over, and we did 
probably maybe there's one other time we did it. The second time where we did it channeling with someone else present. And uh, I asked them, is this okay to have her present? And they said, yes. And is it okay to let her ask some questions? And they said yes to that. So she asked some really good questions. She asked, like, uh, how do you experience time like we experience time compared to how we experience time? And they said, we jump in and out of time like you jump in and out of a swimming pool. And uh, she had some other really good questions. And then finally she said, I'd really like to make my own connection with you. Is that possible? And they said, yes, it is. And just keep working on it. And of course, a month later, Daphne left. Terry came over. After three weeks of me mourning the relationship with Daphne, and uh, and she woke me up in the middle of the night and said, "Get the tape recorder out." And a voice came through her that said it was the same Elohim. And I had a hard time believing it. I thought she was trying to endear herself to me, but. We did sessions for the next week, and I kept asking really sophisticated questions, and she was answering them successfully, and in a way that I know Terry could never have had that information. And uh, and. We kept doing it, I'm building up this log of sessions, and at the time, we weren't putting it out into the world, and I didn't know how to put it out into the world, I didn't know where to start, and then somebody told Don Newsom, who was starting the BBS radio network, about me. And I, we talked, and he said, "When you have the most wild story I've ever heard, and um, why don't you do a show on PBS radio?" And at that time, I really didn't want to do a show because I was not prepared to do live channelings. And um, what else am I going to do? I can talk. I can tell my story so many times, and it gets tired. But Don and I started talking with each other, and we would have these deep, profound metaphysical conversations. And I told Don. Why don't we just take our conversation and put it on the air and call it the Don and Wind Show? And we did it. And then I had Daphne on as a guest. And we were interviewing Daphne. And somewhere in the middle of the interview, she said, they want to say something. Is that okay? 
And I was thinking, is that okay? Is that okay? Is that okay? And Don said, yeah, that would be great. And so Daphne went and did this knock them dead channeling, really, really a lot of energy and force. And it was the first time we ever did a public channeling on anywhere, on BBS anyway. And of course now, at least I don't know what we're going to do now because Terry's not here, but we have so many um, replays of channelings we can't run out. We have thousands. Many of them were posted on the Spirit Channel. And the people that discover the profoundness of our channelings, some of them have gone through every channeling up there, and there's 2,000. And uh, that site has gotten 175,000 hits without much additional promotion other than, well, probably a lot of people got interested and some of you listening got interested because somehow I ended up on BBS radio. And some of the people that discovered us on BBS radio got into it big time. And, and they have been part of the group that is continually supporting our work and you know in some of the questions I've asked them they've said we have never done what we're doing with your group and letting them get to know people as friends and helpers on the other side and not exalting them, putting them on a pedestal, and worshiping them. You know, I'm going to, uh, I'm trying to see who, who else. John Siboransky, and I don't think he's on the line, he called me, and he said he had this unusual phenomena. And he was talking to his friend Sija, who is in England, on Telegram. And while they were exchanging messages, something came in, and I think, I don't know if it came into just John or both of them, but it was one of those emoji graphics where there was a funny little cartoon animal with hearts all around it that was saying hi. And it happened three times. And John drew the conclusion that that was from Terry. Now, of course, I'm not going to say it. I can't, how can you prove this stuff? But you don't normally get something in the middle of the messages with someone else that you don't know where it's from. Because it didn't have where it was from. And, you know, I, I think we got about five minutes and I'm going to open the lines and um, see if any of you have something to share with regards to what we're talking about. Unmuted. 
Yeah, uh, I will. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, <clears throat> well. Um, oh, there's just like uh, so many. I the the thing that I picked up is when I got back home and everything and rested a little bit. Uh, I, it was very clear that she came through and said that uh, you've been a very good friend, and she says, uh, "Well, like you were." And she goes, well, we are still, you know, like the affirmative, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I felt that very clear. And uh, it's just, you know, I can just feel, I could feel, just feel, you know, um, the presence a little, a little more. And uh, I think I had some... Uh, you know, both her and me had, like, some uh, hip issues, you know. And, uh, you know, I really felt I was, like, talking to the medical team, and it kind of really felt like she was there, and there's been a little more positive uh, forward forward movement uh, today. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm just a little tired, haven't slept much. And uh, so um, blessings to you and everyone, and... Uh, I'm glad, you know, uh, it's kind of like if you quiet yourself or or you just kind of, her thoughts come in when you, when you don't suspect it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention, last night on Whole Planet Healing, I spaced out in the middle of it. And... My hand was kind of in the air. And during this time that Terry's been not well and really out of it, I would often hold her hand and I could feel an energy exchange, okay? And um, last night when my hand was in the air, I felt a hand, I guess like an astral hand, come into mine. And I felt Carrie's energy. And I was quite amazed. I'm sure it was her. And I, I suspect she was listening to us right now. And I wouldn't be surprised. If somebody in our group ends up channeling her, and who knows what will happen. So we will see. Hi, Terry, if you're listening. Okay? (laughs) And last night, you know, early on, I had asked, in the first six months, I had asked a question to Daphne. And I said, I know I exist in other dimensions, and can you tell me how I can access those dimensions more, more reliably? And they said, write your dreams down. And so that night, I put a pad by my bed. <clears throat> and, and you guys can try this. If you make, make a connection and you feel their energy, you can try this yourself. Um, I put a pad by my bed, 
and a pen in my hand. And let me see, I'm going to mute everybody for a moment. Muted. And when I first started this, I woke up in the middle of the night with some words in my head. And I would write it down and go back to sleep. And then I'd wake up again, and I would keep doing the same thing. And I didn't look at what I had written down. And when I woke up in the morning, I looked at the piece of paper, and I was reading things like, you're supposed to be the front man. We're not doing this for entertainment. It has a serious purpose. It's the insanity of passion that makes things happen in the real world. Communication from another dimension, just like Casey, he slept to connect with this dimension. And you can't get any bigger than your basket will hold. And they were all very profound to me. And I couldn't imagine that I was making them up. And it seemed as if it was the raw group talking to me. Because they said communication from another dimension, just like Casey. And I had the idea that it was the raw group who was speaking through Casey. And I continued to get those messages for the next couple of months and comments about what I was doing. And um, and then I stopped doing it. And I stopped doing it for a while. And last night, I thought I would try it again. And let's see. Let's see. Now, sometimes... Sometimes they're cryptic, okay? So the first thing I wrote down was, I want you to continue... I want to continue entertaining things, okay? And then they said, or the message was, are you doing the same shopping as with Terry? And I think they're talking about buying food and making sure I'm eating, because since Terry hasn't been eating, uh, I haven't been eating. I've been eating, but not nearly as much as I used to. People telling me I'm losing weight. But And then, are you doing... Okay. And then I wrote down, saw a young girl levitating. And then I wrote down, 
is very moving to me. And then I wrote down, I can hear somebody at the front door. And I think they're talking about Terry is paying attention to me, okay? I mean, and when I felt her, her astral hand hold my hand and we were exchanging energy when I was on the call yesterday, I'm almost sure that was her. And I'm not surprised that she would get really high really fast because she was really high all the time. And, and those of you that have seen her picture know um, how radiant she could be. And, um, you know, I've talked before how she used to go to this one coffee shop and just go there by herself and have breakfast. And everyone, all the people that worked at that coffee shop felt this loving energy from her that she was projecting into the room and they had no idea what she actually actually did except for that. And um, let me see. Then we're past seven. Okay, I'm going to stop. We're going to go into whole planet healing. And this is the call that we do every day. And if you start coming often, you will very likely make a direct contact with the Elohim. We don't channel on the call, but they are on the call energetically. And Bonnie Penners reads little excerpts from the channelings. And I hope you'll stay and listen. Uh, not only are you making contact with the Elohim, and when you do that, it speeds up your vibrations. But you have to be persistent. You can't just do it and say, look for a phenomena. You have to keep doing it. And the people who are on our calls who keep doing it have had shifts of reality, I would say. And um, I don't want to say any more than that. I'll just unmute the call for a moment and see. Let, let's let's it, first uh, say the phone number for the whole Planet Healing because we have many people here on the call right now that are usually not here. So, yes, BBS will okay. go over to, to the other conference call. But if you want to call in, it, the phone number is 667-770-7700. And the access code is 250-513-POUND. 667-770-1527. Access code 250-513-POUND. Back to you, in. And we do that call every night at 7 p.m. Pacific. And I didn't intend it to be an hour, but that's what it's down to. And... When the, by the time the call is finished, 
many people feel a shift in their energy. And, and we don't channel on the call. You don't need to channel to make the connection with the Elohim. You, you know, we're bringing in their energy. And if you keep coming on to the call, there's a very high probability that you'll start to connect with it. And it's developed organically, and there's five people that do the call, including me. And the idea is to get our source of energies combined with ours and work on planetary healing and changing outcomes. And we've seen it work, and we've seen miracles happen. So on that note, what's going to happen? Unmuted. Thank you, Cecil. Thank you, Cecil. Thank you all who came in to hear this call. And Thank you. Um, what's the number BBS, Pardon me? The number? Yeah. Hi. Give it the number, number is 667-770-1527. Access code 250-513-POUND. And BBS will go over to that conference call. If you're listening on BBS, hang in there for a moment. You know, I just wanted to give one example, and this is one of many. But Hive, who just was speaking, has been a regular on our call for quite a few years. And he is a guy that has picked up the energy of the Elohim and Ra group and felt it. And things have happened in his life that are kind of amazing and indicative of something that can happen to someone who makes a connection. One of the things, the first thing that I recall happening was when his son had warts for a couple of years. And it was on a Sunday call where he put in for healing of his son's warts. And two days later, the warts started to disappear. And I, I think it was a week later, maybe a little longer, they were gone. And then Heise happens to live in Paradise, California. And if you remember the big fires in California, Paradise was a city in Northern California that kind of got burned to a crisp. 95% of the houses were melted, essentially. And Heise lived in Paradise, and his house remained intact after that fire. And later, I asked them if they had something to do with it, and they said they did. Now, of course, I can't prove that, but these things happen somewhat regularly. 
when people have these kind of answers to their requests and um Let's go to, uh, we're going to go to, yeah, we're going to go to Whole Planet Healing now. We're already late. So either go on BBS radio, or if you're on BBS radio, just stay there. And otherwise, dial the number the Heist gave, okay? And we do it every night at 7 o'clock. Try it. Experiment. Come regularly and see if it works for you. See if you notice a shift. And I'm just going to unmute. Hang on. You don't unmute it. I love you, Wayne. Oh. Left to everyone. Thank you. See Whole Planet Healing. Does anyone, anyone else need the phone number for Whole Planet Healing? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? We have it. You have you it? Got it? Okay, cool. Okay. And remember, the spiritchannel.net has about 2,000 of our sessions on it. And you can go on that any time and pick any session, and you'll get some value of it. Some of them are more extraordinary than others. Some of them go into things that no one ever has talked about before and revealed. Like there's a session called How the Elohim Created the Universe which is totally amazing. And there's probably about 30 sessions on that. Some of the sessions have transcripts. So once again, we'll see you on Whole Planet Healing. Terry, if you're listening, you can come along with us. We love you, of course. We love and you. We'll, we'll be back in a moment. Thank you to everyone on BBX. Welcome Excellent. to the whole planet healing. Did we miss anyone? Hi, John. Things are off. Let's get going. Seven ten. No. Uh, when do you want to open up? You want to Jackie to open up? I'll open up. Uh, okay. Everybody here, Jackie and Jennifer, and everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Muted. All right. Then August fifteenth, twenty two. The recording has started. This is August 15th, 2022, and this is one of those moments where I want to say, Wynn and Terry in Sedona, but that's what I always say. Terry would come to these calls every night, and I can't say that. So this is Wynn in Sedona, and, and Terry may be on the call. I can't confirm that at this point. We'll see in the future. But I, I can tell you that the Elohim group is on the call, at least part of them, and the Ra group is on the call, at least part of them. And what happens during this call is we create intentions for more positive outcomes on our planet, as well as more positive outcomes for ourselves, and we have seen miracles happen. And I don't know what happens sometimes. I suspect we're changing certain things, 
Like, for example, we've been putting Las Vegas and rain in, in the field of energy for a few months now. And, and then Las Vegas got deluged. Now, if I was channeling with Terry, I would ask them, are you responsible for that? But I can't do that now. So I can say it could be they were responsible. There was another call where there was a hurricane that was coming down towards Louisiana that was supposed to destroy New Orleans in a similar fashion to Hurricane uh, Katrina did. And this hurricane was called Hurricane Gustav. And this was, I think it might have been before we were doing all planet healing, but we were doing our Sunday calls, and we did something similar to this on the Sunday call. And we put the uh, intention that the hurricane might not destroy New Orleans, which all the news reports were saying that it would. And Terry interrupted, and she's saying, uh, they're looking at the hurricane, and they're talking to the hurricane. And she was, was having a dialogue and reporting on the dialogue between the Elohim Ra'an and the hurricane. And uh, Ra'an was suggesting all the people that were praying and how the hurricane would make them happy. And the hurricane let them move some of its strengths to uh, Sedona and to Mount Shasta because there were people on the line from both places. And after about 10 minutes, uh, they announced to the group, they said, Hurricane Gustav has agreed and we're moving our energy and it shouldn't be a problem. Now, every news report was saying it was going to be a catastrophe. And immediately after that call, I went on the Internet and looked up Hurricane Gustav, and everything was saying Hurricane Gustav has mysteriously dropped its energy, and nobody knows why, because it was supposed to increase. And the next day, it was registered as a tropical storm, not a hurricane, when it finally hit hit um, New Orleans. So this call, it's developed organically. There's five people that take little positions in it. And Jackie is the moderator. Cecil calls in the light. Bonnie reads a little excerpt from a channeling. Jennifer goes through the earthquakes of the time of the day and I go through a visualization through out-of-balance things on the planet. And we conclude with bringing the energy into your own space. So be sure and stay on until the end so you feel what happens when the energy flows into your own space. And I turn it over to Jackie. 
Thank you so much, Wynn. And uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call and also to our BBS radio family of listeners. And yes, that uh, channeling that Terry brought through with Hurricane Gustav was pretty amazing. It's one of the classic calls you'll, you'll ever listen to because uh, she described how the Elohim were negotiating with the energy of this storm and how they came to terms on on how to dissipate that energy. You really should look that up, along with a couple other thousand channelings that Terry brought through with, with Wynn that are archived on thespiritchannel.net. It's amazing uh, wealth of information there. Now, this call, the whole planet healing call, uh, the title of our call explains our mission because our intention and our passion every evening is to be of service, to help heal our planet, as well as the many other issues that involve the people, places, issues and situations that we care about. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, adding your time, energy, and service towards our efforts to make this world a better place. Now, at the beginning of all of our calls, we officially begin by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation requesting energetic protection and a shielding from any negative interference for ourselves, our work, and this call. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields, of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so, while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, we co-create a, protect, a protected space that only uh, the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, this is going to be a little bit difficult moment for me because 
at this point in, in this call, I always say that Winfrey and Terry Brown are with us tonight. Now, I have a feeling Terry Brown is with us tonight, but uh, for right now, let's check in with Win and see what information, what thoughts he would like to share with us tonight. Win. Hello, Win. Uh, I'm muted. Now I'm unmuted. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. It is. Did, did Jennifer put things into the light? Jackie? No, no. Go, we, first, go to. Uh, See, no, so just called in with the light. <laughs> and we're waiting okay. just to have a couple comments from you before oh, okay. we go okay. on to okay. Bonnie. Okay. Uh, okay. I spaced out. Um, well, if you're new and you're listening, you're getting the gist of this. We have made a really close contact with these two group souls that are very high in the universe matrix. One is the Elohim group, one is the Ra group. And at various times, both group souls have been identified as God in this realm. Plus, there's all kinds of other intelligences that have been identified as God, and sometimes they were negative. But we've made the rapport with them, and they trust us, and we've learned to trust them. So they support our intentions. And that creates a huge energy movement that can cause miracles. And uh, and on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Bonnie, who is going to read an excerpt from one of my conversations with Terry. Hi, thank you. Well, uh, the previous call. Uh, some of the subject matter of the previous call inspired me to go back and find this particular call. It took place on April 4th, 2011. And the subject of the conversation here is about uh, past life traumas and releasing past life traumas. And so after Wynn called in the light, then here they're having a conversation about this particular uh, topic. And I'm going to just kind of jump in the middle here. Um, this is this part of the call, and this is a story that Ra'an uh, tells us about a childhood event uh, that happened to Terry and how it uh, affected her and how they were helping her overcome it 
by by with their with her dreams. So and Wynn kind of touched on that subject in the last call as well. So uh, this is raw on speaking through Terry Brown, who says when a trauma, no, when one experiences discomfort, there is one way to tell that a pattern or trauma from the past life or this life has keyed in. Normally, there is some incident in this life at an earlier age that has triggered the pattern. Something has happened to the individual, an incident, wherein the pattern is set up and then is triggered by similar circumstances. So when one looks in their earlier life, then they can find some maybe terrifying incident or some scary, some injustice, injustice, wherein after that, there was a change in behavior as the individual may be dodging the possibility that the original trauma could happen. We think of examples here, although we debate giving you an example. Uh, going back to an example of a situation of a pattern, there was an incident in Terry's life when she was six, wherein she had gone to live in a foster home and her parents had promised her a birthday party and where she could come home to the natural parents and to have a party given for her sixth birthday. She got picked up by her parents and taken to the homestead and she at the homestead saw all her cousins and their parents all visiting. They were all arriving and sitting at a long table. As they sat at the table, they were talking and having a good time. And Terry was very excited about this birthday party as she had been feeling isolated living in the foster home. At the party, her mother gave her a tray of little glasses of ginger ale and asked her to serve the people at the party. She had not talked to anyone yet at the party. In moving out on the porch, and the porch had stones that were angled, her little foot stepped upon the stone and tilted, whereupon the tray tilted, and all the glasses fell over on the tray, and the ginger ale spilled up the front of her dress, which was her birthday present, a beautiful new organdy dress 
her mother came screaming out and yelling at her that she had ruined everything. So Terry tried to explain that the dress couldn't have been ruined and it would probably dry and that she would go into the living room and wait until it dried. So Terry sat in the living room during the party and no one sang her happy birthday. Nobody wished her happy birthday. Then people began to leave at the end of the party and the dress was beginning to dry. Then her grandmother suggested that maybe they should give her some ice cream and cake. So someone brought her some ice cream and cake. Then it was time to go back to the foster home. Her mother told her to take the dress off. Carrie asked if she could take the dress with her, and her mother said no, that Terry didn't know how to take care of the dress, and the dress was ruined and had to be cleaned. Terry went back to the foster home. Now, Terry was quite hurt and angry because this party had been promised to her. During her life, then, how did that form a pattern? Terry became terrified of making mistakes and tried to be perfect, hated criticism. Terry would go to somebody's house and they would serve her tea and she would spill the tea and she had quite a thing about spilling things. She seemed to not be able to hold the cup without getting it a little bit spilled or a lot spilled. Then Terry experienced in this pattern a desire to actually spill things on purpose, to shower people with the water. And so Terry observed this. So she began to isolate out the different components of this. One of them was when people were sitting around a table that was similar to the table that the guests were sitting around at the party. Then it reminded her of that. And she wanted to get everybody's attention and say, hey, look, I'm here, I'm here. Once she made that connection, the whole thing started fading and people sitting around the table were just normal, and they looked friendly, and no more of this rage about, hey, look, I'm here. So this is an example of how an incident, which is highly charged and has a lot of emotion, can ride with a person, and then they forget that it's there. Here, like a computer program with a little glitch in it, it tends to skew somebody's emotions and self-concepts, and the emotions leak through from the incident, even though they may not even remember what the incident is. This can come from the past life, too. Normally, there is a trigger. Uh, in this 
life incident as a child so that one incident can create a number of different factors and each factor can be slightly different and can then be observed and can be erased. Now, I'm sorry, let me scroll down here because then they speak of sending her dreams where she has a task and she's able to make a mistake and and she learns in these dreams that it's okay to make the mistake. It's no big deal. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time finding this. And but Bonnie, I, we kind of we kind of running late, so maybe keep it for yes. another time. Okay, and I read this from this call uh, not too awfully long ago, and I left that part out that story about Terry as a child because I thought it was kind of private, even though it was channeled publicly. But there's a good example about what a uh, beautiful uh, advanced being like Terry, who comes into the third dimension and has and gets lost and has real traumas, just like the rest of us. So I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Um, and I appreciate that you chose that channeling tonight. I think a lot of us can relate to um, our stuck traumas from the past. So thank you for that. Now, um, among the messages that we've received from our sources is the importance of focusing on current events on this call. And in the, spe the specific case of earthquake and volcanic activities, they suggest that the most beneficial action that we can provide is sending calmness to Mother Earth. So we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities. And as she guides us over the Earth's surface, pointing out any areas of concern, let's radiate a passionate intent to calm these highlighted situations. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. Tonight, as we begin our journey around the globe, um, we want to invite Mother Earth to journey with us and also our sources who are with us already. Um, these entities can enhance our intention for calming. And tonight, we're, the first place we're going to look at, as always, is the Big Island of Hawaii. And tonight, everything is stuck in Hawaii. There were eight little earthquakes, the largest of which was a 2.0. And it looks to me, if I had to guess, and I'm certainly no expert, but it looks like there's no lava moving. So we, we need to kind of hang on. So let's send some additional calm down to the island, and especially those undersea factors. <laughs> There's so many undersea volcanoes. There are fracture lines. There's a hot spot in that area. And anything else, you know, what's going on around it 
certainly impacts that region. So let's just send calm and ask Mother Nature to make, I don't know how to say this, to make um, the pipelines <laughs> that carry the lava and everything smooth, uh, flow smoothly again. And then now we're going to move southward to the Kermadec Islands. Now this is just north of New Zealand. And we had a 4.9 at the Kermadex. And then moving north, we had a 4.4 at Fiji. But what I want to point out about this particular um, incident was, was that it was 606 kilometers deep, which roughly translates to about 376 miles deep. That boggles my mind. Um, so we want to send calm to this whole region uh, around and north of Australia. Um, I understand that there has been, or there's considered to be plate movement, and that's what's going on here. So we want to send calm over. Um, we're going to move westward now of Vanuatu. We had a 4.5. Santa Cruz Islands, was, which is just a little bit um, further along the same fault line had a 4.4, and then over to Papua New Guinea, we had a 5.1, and over to Indonesia, where we had um, different fours, but uh, 4.9 was the largest. North to the Philippines, where we had a 5.4, and there was also a couple other ones there, too, and not tiny, like 4.9, and I don't know what the other one was, but yeah, they're kind of under the gun right now, too, that Philippines area. And then continuing north to Japan, we had a 4.4. To Russia, which is the Kuril Islands, we had a 4.7. And then continuing north to Kamchatka, we had a 4.8. And then we go eastward along the Aleutians. Uh, the largest I found on the Aleutians was a 2.5, and on the mainland, 3.2. So it looks like they're rather stuck as well. And then we're going to come down into the U.S. And Washington, uh, let's see, you guys had a 1.3 um, at Port Angeles. And Joy knows where that is, I'm sure. Um, Lauren does, too, out on the peninsula there. And then moving down through um, Washington, we had Mount Rainier rumbling and Mount St. Helens. And then we're going to run right through Oregon. There was nothing. Down into California, which the largest um, in California today was a 2.5 at Hayfork, California, which is in the northern section. Um, but I'm going to mention these areas, that, and we're going to go through and just send calm. And that is the northern California region where all those plates meet together, down to the geysers, all the way down the San Andreas to southern California. And then on the eastern side of the state, we have uh, the area, Walker area, uh, south of Lake Tahoe. And it's kicked up again, not 
a huge intensity, but it's become active again. And then further south from there is the Long Valley. And th- these are all like two and less. And then down to Ridgecrest, we had a swarm going on. And then before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention Yellowstone. Um, West Yellowstone, where the lake, Yellowstone Lake is, and this is like north of that area. There's all kinds of things going on there today. Um, there were several activities. Um, let me see. 2.5 was the largest, which you say, well, that's nothing. But you have to understand where this is. <laughs> And then there were, let's see, there were five of them there. And this would be northwest of Yellowstone Lake. And then also, I want to mention Elgin, South Carolina. This is the place in South Carolina that had all those little earthquakes in the last couple of weeks. Well, they're at it again. There was a 1.5 there. And then we're going to zip down through um, Mexico. Would you believe 4.0 was the largest? Costa Rica had a 4.0, and then we're going to zip right down into uh, South America. We had a, an occurrence in northern um, Colombia. It was a 4.1, and then moving down um, through the coastline there, we had a 4.5 in Peru and a 4.6 in Argentina. Nothing else in South America. So we're going to round the tip, come around and go up the mid-Atlantic Ridge. And we get up about mm, about halfway, maybe. Um, it would be on a latitude with Brazil and uh, the Ascension Islands. And we had an occurrence there today that was a 5.3. Now, don't forget, um, this is the areas they're pulling apart. So let's just send calm to the entire mid-Atlantic Ridge. And then we're going to zip through nothing worth really reporting on through Europe till we get to um, Iran. We had a pair of 4.4s, one in southern Iran and one in eastern Iran. And then south of um, the, it's the Gulf of Aden, and it's south of Saudi Arabia. And then Yemen is south of that. And then this is, there's a plate boundary that goes all of what, almost all the way around. Saudi Arabia and that whole area there. So we did a 4.6, and this was at the southernmost point of that plate. And then moving through um, Asia, we come to China. We had a 4.5, and then I consider it northern China. I don't know if they do, but we had a 5.3 in northern China, and that was all. So I want to thank you all. Sorry if I took up too much time, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, Wynn will take us on his guided visualization in just a few moments. But first, the phone lines are going to be unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. 
and I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. I'd Listen, like I'd, I'd like to, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Given me uh, really got some very good help with the connection. Who's going to help me get to Guatemala? And I still need support, but thank you so much. Listen, I'd like to suggest that we only do one more thing because we have to com- finish this call in yep. 15 minutes. Okay? So go ahead. Whoever's first gets it. Tommy in San Jose, support and protection for Terry for her transition, and sorry to hear about that terrible birthday party. Thank you. Okay. Muted. Thank you. And uh, I think we're going to skip putting everybody in the light tonight. I'm sorry to say. Uh, oh, there's no time. And I, let me just do it quickly. Just all of you on this line, we do it actually as part of my whole visualization. But we just ask you all who would choose to have this energy with you, to have it received. And we ask our sources to send that energy to everyone who would ask for it, for their own healing, however that would look. Okay? Now we're going to do a quick a group visualization for healing our planet and making more positive outcomes on all of the things that are teeter-tottering and this way, that way. And so we create a group energy and we surround our planet and in our group energy we have those in the Elohim group and the Ra group and any other service to other consciousnesses on the other side who would choose to join and help. And we're going to project down to the surface of our planet the love light energy of the universe, sometimes called toroidal wave energy. And of course, it's already hitting our planet, but we're using our presence to increase the flow and that it can uplift the vibration of anything that is able to receive the energy. And we quickly go through the humans on planet Earth who are service to others. We go through the children who are sensitive to energy but not so wise oftentimes. And uh, we ask as they get older, they get wisdom and discernment and learn what to support in this realm that's actually positive and not be tricked. We go to the animals and the pets and we bless all the relationships of pets and owners who are helping to keep their vibrations lifted and their heart chakras open. We go to the plant life, the trees, the grass, the bushes, the plants, flowers, and the plant life naturally takes in energy from the higher realms 
through their leaves, moves it through their bodies, and moves it through their roots into the earth. And we just want to enhance these energy flows as much as is possible. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals, who also hold energy in their matrices very powerfully, and we ask to enhance that flow. We go to the insects who are um, part of the cycle of nature, like the bees, and ask for the, the endurance of those species. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. And now we go through the surface of the earth and into the energy field of earth herself, which goes through the entire interior of earth and pushes through the surface so that all life on this planet is hosted by the Earth's energy. And we send healing for Earth because the Earth has to process a lot of negative energy in her job. We send gratitude to Earth for giving us this opportunity to have bodies on her surface. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that go to potential earthquakes and volcanoes, and we ask for calm energy. We go back to the surface of the Earth, and we go to the earthquake zones, and we are working on the potential earthquakes and volcanoes of the future right now, where Bonnie was working on the earthquakes of the day, the last 24 hours. So we go to the ring of fire. Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer, thank you. We go to the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and we send calm energy to this whole area that's going from Asia to southern Alaska to eastern North America, eastern Central America, eastern South America, and all vulnerable islands in the Pacific. Calm energy. We go to the new Madrid, Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter going through the earth into all those vulnerable areas and sending calm energy. And we go to the mid-Atlantic fault line, starting in the North Pole, going through Iceland and down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. And we send a longitudinal column of light, thousands of miles long, going through the water into the land masses underneath the water and sending calm energy. 
We ask our sources to help locate any other areas where there are potential volcanoes, potential earthquakes, and to send calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes located where um, the earth needs to release stress, we ask that they can occur slowly and away from population centers. Okay, we now go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. We go to the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens on our planet and ask that they can be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and we ask that they can be strengthened. We go to the toxins and vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We go to the awareness of the humans on planet Earth and ask for increased awareness and discernment of the agendas going on on the surface of our planet and to not be tricked by negative information designed to mislead people. We go to the humans on our planet and ask that they can lift their vibrations and connect with higher sources and create um, awareness that there are positive, positive intelligences group souls in the higher realms that can answer requests. And and it doesn't matter if they understand all the stuff that we talk about. And we're actually, and if they use the word God, that'll work. We go to the people who suffer in this realm and we ask to send them the Christ consciousness energy to give them an opportunity to uplift themselves from their suffering. We go to the droughts in this realm and we ask for rain in all those areas that are, that are particularly populated where there are crops growing and where there are animals are watering, and uh, particularly in California and and Las Vegas, which I believe for the first time in a long time had a huge amount of rain that increased the uh, the water line of Lake Mead four inches. We go to. Um, Let's see, we go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and protected. Benevolence, compassion, wisdom, courage, 
integrity, and ethics. We ask for those countries that are adversarial, or groups that are adversarial with each other, to find ways and means to settle their differences nonviolently. And we take a moment and focus on the Ukraine and the war with Russia and send this our light energy to both of these adversarial countries right now for a resolution, a peaceful resolution of their war. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going on. We ask that all toxic materials on our planet that are affecting humans and animals, uh, anything in food, air, water, or medicine, is transmuted. And finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. We see this flow of love light energy moving through the galaxies, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, and landing on our rooftop. And right now, we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy into our home. And if you're comfortable, you can invite this energy into your home and let it lift the vibration of your entire home. You can invite this energy to surround your home and to protect your home from negative energies in the world. And we can invite this energy through our bodies, helping us to open our chakras, overcome energetic blocks and obstructions, activate our DNA, and we remind you that you are each an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing the lower realms of planet Earth and learning how to bring the higher vibrations into our planet. I thank everyone for being here. We do this call every night on the phone line and two nights a week on BBS. And if you attend for a few days a week or more, it will infect your life. Infect is not the best word, but it will come into your life and help lift the vibration of your entire life to a new place. And that's what I've observed happening to the people that come into the call. So on that note, I say goodbye to everyone. I thank you for listening. I thank the people from BBS who are checking us out. And I send love to Terry in the higher realms wherever she is. 
and we love to connect with you. On that note, we'll see you. Oh, I should say, did I say the Spirit Channel? Spiritchannel.net has the phone number for all of our calls. We do 10 calls a week. It also has a couple thousand audios and transcripts of our calls. And I hope you will take advantage of that. It's a way to accelerate this connection. We're making a connection with intelligences, positive intelligences, in higher realms that speed up our vibrations. If you notice, during the course of this call, time speeded up. Many of you noticed that. And you're left in a higher space than when you started and a more expanded space. So take notice of that and come back again. This has been free. Thank you, BBS, and we'll see you next time.